Hi, Amanda. Hi. We're back. I, I'm a doer. I'm not a watcher. You said you've been hitting the head a lot with chairs. Yeah. There are places where my character and Brago can't go into, like, taverns because we're too big. Um. You know, like, they'll send food out to us. Welcome to season two. This is still season two. Ah. We're having fun. In I'm not over two. it yet. I'm I still know. Like... We're here. We're doing the new stuff. I've redecorated the shelves. It looks so good. What do you think? We've got a Sabrina animated show lunchbox. Yes. And this is part of my face from Sabrina when we had a season ender that was called like Sabrina Falls to Pieces or Falling to Pieces. And you legit And I literally did. fell to pieces and I kept the right cheek of my face. And, <laughs> uh, we got a Clarissa Explains It All um, board game, funny enough, given me by my co-star Taylor Spritler from Melissa and Joey. She gave me that as a gift. That was really nice. Yeah, we kept the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Award because it's nice and bright. It's and fun. There's a book here. Clarissa's all in one perfect, complete book of everything important. What else? <laughs> Have you ever oh. read it? Uh, I probably did way back in the day. Um, oh, a little Melissa and Joey stress cube. A little. Oh, give me that. Shirley, you want the stress cube? Yeah, let me. Just don't let the logo come off of it. And then this really cool little glass pitcher. I have a few of these. This is a little Shirley Temple blue glass pitcher that's like apparently from the 1930s. Oh, you know, I have so to have cute. my Shirley with me. And then, here, I'll put it up here. Oh, this is the golden spatula. If anyone ever watched No Good Nick, um, the golden spatula is a special little Easter egg. And then here's a little piece of artwork from my kids. No, It's a plastic bottle cut up and painted as a flower. It's so pretty. Isn't that pretty? I don't know why I love this. I've, I moved I with this. I love it, too. It used to sit on my office desk. Now it sits on a bookshelf in my it's house. so colorful and happy. So, yeah, I brought a few new things to decorate I the place. It. So finally, I got, I'm got. i a little late on the uh, season two stuff, but I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> it takes time. <laughs> it does. I had to transition. Growing pains. Transition. Um, so are you super excited about our guest today? I am very excited. I don't know if I'm nearly as excited as my children are. Oh, yeah. Or I was so, so here's the thing. Like, I met this man years ago, years ago, not that long, a few years ago, directing his show. Um, and... Like, he is just, first of all, nicest guy. And I loved when he agreed. I texted him. I was just like, hey, want to be on our podcast? He was like, absolutely. I listen to it all the time. I was like, oh. And I was like, okay, well, is there anything special you would want to talk about? Any shows I should know about or anything you watch or read or, you know, I just thought it would be like kind of stuff that I'm not really into. So what? And he's like, right. Really want to talk about The Handmaid's Tale. And I was so pumped about that. I was like, I want to like, talk I to Paul White. The big show. Absolutely talk about yeah. this. I want to talk to the big show. About The Handmaid's Tale, because that is just adorable. Like, one of the biggest men in the world, like, one of the toughest, roughest men in the world, talking about The Handmaid's Tale. Like, my husband won't even go near that show. I think it's brilliant. I mean, it, it's not expected. No. But I feel like he's going to have a lot to and say. And I was excited because I was like, oh, that's a show I've seen all the way. Like, I am caught up. And that is such, like, a, a mental show. Oh, there's so much going on. There's so much to unpack. So he must have a lot. Like, I feel like we're just going to discover a side. He's a really smart. We've never seen before. Yeah. He's just a really smart, really nice guy. Like, I know they used to say that about Michael Strahan, that um, that he was the meanest guy on the field and the nicest guy off. And I feel like that's true with the ring with with Paul. With Paul. I bet you're right. This is my first time meeting him, but I oh. am so looking forward to it. He's already given your son a big hug outside. I know. When he walked in. So should we give him a proper introduction, Absolutely. Amanda? All right. Here we go. So we have... Big Show, also known as Paul White. That's W-I-G-H-T. Um, he is one of the biggest men I have ever had the pleasure of knowing. He was introduced to WCW, which is World Championship Wrestling, in 1995 as the son of Andre, nicknamed The Giant. Right. They put him together with Andre as if he was like Andre the Giant's child. Um, he's better known as his WWF title, The Big Show. 
And combined, he has seven. He has a seven-time world champion, and the only one has who has won all four titles: WWE, WWF, WCW, and ECW. Yes. So that's that's a lot of that's a lot of a lot of letters. And he is an all eleven time world champion in tag in tag team. I didn't know that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul's not shy when it comes to being in front of the camera as well as in the ring. He has starred in his own Netflix show called Big Show Show, which is how I met him. And he has appeared in movies like The Waterboy, Jingle All the Way, and the WWE comedy film Knucklehead, which I uh, heard him say he was it was the first time he was ever number one on a call sheet, which uh-huh. means the star. Um, and he was also guest starring on shows like Star Trek Enterprise, Royal Pain, Psych, Burn Notice. But he has a lot of shows that he wants to talk about. So not only is he like he loves to act, mm-hmm. but he he lo- he lo- loves everything, as we'll learn in a minute. But he wants to talk about so many things. So I think we should get going and bring him in. What Let's do, you think? do it. Let's bring in Paul White. So, you know, paying down debt can be super stressful, especially when you need to keep track of multiple monthly payment dates. But if you're tired of juggling due dates, consolidating with a personal loan could be your answer. That way you'll have just one due date a month and Credit Karma can help you find the best option for you. Credit Karma uses your credit data to find loan offers that are personalized to you so you can have a better idea of what loan amount you could get approved for. Credit Karma will even show you your chances of approval so you can choose between loan offers that you're more likely to get approved for and apply with more confidence. Comparing loan offers on Credit Karma is 100% free. It won't affect your credit scores and could save you money. Ready to apply? All you have to do is head to creditkarma.com slash loan offers to see personalized offers. Go to creditkarma.com slash loan offers to find the loan for you. If you missed that, it's creditkarma.com slash loan offers. Credit Karma. Apply with more confidence today. Thanks, Credit Karma, for sponsoring What Women Binge. Thank you for being here, Paul. I'm so excited. Thank you guys for having me. This is so cool. I, mean, I this have is, been so excited to see you. I have missed you, and I know we've we've messaged each other laughing over social media and stuff, and and uh, the opportunity worked out for me to be here on your podcast, and I'm super, super happy to be here. I'm so happy you are. I mean, you. so uh, let's just start with the basics. Um, you said you've been hitting the head a lot with chairs. Yes, yes. So sometimes you forget things. So, <laughs> Well, that's my excuse. Between that and being married for 20 years and being hit in the head with a lot of chairs, you know, don't count on me for much of anything. How, just... how many doorways do you hit, too? Because you're pretty tall. So <laughs> Yeah, that's why I don't have any hair left. I wiped it all off. Um, <laughs> I thought that was because of your wife. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, that and stress. And wives do that. You know, wives stay pretty and young, and we just shrivel up like an old turnip. Um, <laughs> oh Wait, that's God. not the way I've, I've known that. Hold on. Old turnip. That's new to me. Um, what was the question? So, uh, well, I was going to ask you. <laughs> See what happened? Should we call, do you, like, I mean, I know you're known as Big Show, but you were also known as, were you known as the son of Andre the Giant? Yeah, I, I've had that. so many monikers. Like, I should do one of those trendy things now oh, where they go with the name thing. With oh, all you the different TikTok. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. So. I didn't either. Well, it took me forever. Me. My teenage son finally showed me how. Yeah, I need to find somebody young and hip to do it. Like, I yeah. made my first reel, and it was like, oh, oh I put music on it. Like, this is cool. <laughs> You're feeling good. Well, let me tell you, yeah. TikTok reached out to me and was like, can we help you with your TikTok? So oh. Maybe they could help you, because <laughs> apparently I'm not doing it right. I got uh, one. That's the first that's time funny. I've ever felt really old, is when TikTok's like, can we help you? Yeah. Uh, you need some the help? one that gets me is when the younger people say, oh, you were born in the 1900s. I'm like, oh. <laughs> What did you just say to me? Oh, yeah. Do you know that the greatest music and greatest television shows and greatest movies of all time were created in the 1900s? 1900s. Yes, they were. Uh, the so. first ever were also created in the 1900s? Yeah. Did you, so, wait, where do you, where do you live? Where Tampa. Do you live? Oh, Tampa. Oh, okay. Beautiful. Yeah, Tampa, Florida. So, let me ask so you, ever since I moved here to Tennessee uh, about a year and a half ago, 
Um, I didn't realize, and I was really flattered on my 45th birthday, I went to the Cracker Barrel and I got a mimosa. Yes. First of all, I didn't know you can get a mimosa. Who knew I'd spend my 45th birthday at Cracker Barrel? And um, third, they carded me and I was thrilled, but I didn't realize it's a Tennessee law. You have to see an ID before they'll hand you the drink. Is that Florida too? No, I don't think so. The drink. I know that if you buy alcohol in the store, they'll card you. Mm -hmm. Like if you're taking packages to go in a restaurant, I don't, I don't think I've been carded. I mean, heck, I don't. Feels good, doesn't it? See, when you're here in Tennessee, you've got to go get a drink. Just yeah, it's like I want to order a drink so I can get carded. There you go. Go to Cracker Barrel and get a mimosa, and then you can get carded. I'll have to get my Sasquatch (laughs) ID updated. So, (laughs) how tall are you? Seven foot. Seven foot. Yeah, you didn't know they could stack it that high. I, you know what? That's my dad's joke all the time, and I love it because my my son just got told that for the first time ever. He's now five eleven, and my dad said, "How tall are you?" And he did the joke. Yeah, I didn't know they stacked poop that high. There's 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 always a good one too. They say dynamite comes in small packages, and crap comes in big bags. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I've been hit with a lot of those over the years. They're funny. Most of them from my own family. So. (laughs) My dad. My dad's got a few. You you guys would get along. Yeah, I like the old timer sayings. The old timers had a certain way of of putting things together in a uh, almost in a poetic sense that you could understand life. Yeah, a lot of you metaphors. A lot, lot of yeah, metaphors. Yeah, a lot of fun uh, with that stuff. Yeah, he's bright, but he's about as dumb as a brick. So, <laughs> well, wait. So when you were little, you you had just told us a story about you were called LP. LP. For little Paul. Little Paul. And my dad was uh, Big Paul, and I was Little Paul, even though. It, at 13, I was like an inch taller than him, but I, w- I will always be LP. That was a that was a running gag. And my grandpa was uh, about six four. He was a tall guy, but he was an electrician for God 70 years in South Carolina. And he was one of those old school that would lick his fingers and run them down the panel oh. box and check the amps and wire <laughs> stuff hot. He'd wire stuff hot. Go woo woo. I'm like, get lit no up. Feeling I'm like, left I'm like Grandpa, we can turn it. That's good for my heart. Did he lose his hair? <laughs> that that's way? good no. for my heart. No, he, he had his hair, but here's the thing. He was always talking about getting shocked was good for his heart. But our first stop in the morning was like a big gallon of Seagram 7. Uh, and then we'd go to the mailbox. And then by the end of the day, the bottle went in the trash. And I, was, I remember being a kid like, Grandpa sure does drink a lot. And then now that I'm older, I'm like, yeah, he's worried about having a good heart and his liver had holes in it. So, <laughs> like Swiss cheese. <laughs> a little bit of a, a little bit of a. You but know, you said he he balance. said some funny things. <laughs> he always said can. good things. Like you know, he he told me when I was like nine because I he, for a long time I was wiring lamps and stoves and doing all this electric repair stuff because back then my grandfather had customers from the 40s and 50s mm-hmm. that would bring to him appliances from the fifties to read down like mixers and all these old things. And they had dealt with my grandfather for 30, 40, 50 years. So he was the only one electrical that could do anything with him. And, uh, but he always had sayings like I'm around the shop doing stuff. He says, LP, tell you something, boy, best way to get a second kiss is never tell anybody you got the first. And I'm like nine. I don't, I'm like, I'm trying to think of which one of my friends is going to try to kiss me. I'm going to punch him. You know what I mean? I wouldn't tell anybody. If one of my friends tried to kiss me, I'd punch him. You know, like I'm trying to figure out the logic. Then as you get older, you're like, oh, that's pretty smart. Grandpa. <laughs> it's it's pretty, funny how that happens. Pretty smart. Think she was a charmer. Yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, he was very, very, very much so a charmer. He was pretty smooth. And you said your parents, what were their professions growing up? Well, my mom's a cop and my dad was a mechanic. Oh, so you got away with nothing. No, nothing. <laughs> you know, it's like having a mother that is trained to tell if someone's lying. Oh. She used to do something that's so great. And luckily my kids really good. So I never had to pull this trick on her. 
but it's the most evil parenting trick ever. Oh, do tell. Yes, please. Kid tells you the story. Said, great, now tell it to me backwards. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that. Because then go in reverse order the story of what happened. Because they'll, they'll memorize a story of, oh, well, it was this, and then Travis did that, and I didn't punch Travis because Scott kicked Travis. And they'll have it all laid out one way. Oh, wow. But they're not smart enough to know, like, in the truth, when you're telling the truth, you can tell it backwards or forwards. Yeah. Right. But when you're little, when you then when you get that, uh, you're stuck. Oh, I feel like. Do you listen to a lot of these po- these murder podcasts and stuff? Um, you know, I do. I do like. Um, so I do a lot of books. That's my thing. I do Book audio on tape. books. Oh, okay. I love audio books. Um, I think if I pulled out my phone and showed it, I probably got about six thousand audio books in my. Really? Own. Yeah, it's. I literally go through three or four a week, easy. Because you're traveling so much, or I'm traveling, and I, I like audio books because. I can do other things, and I still have something going on in the background because, yeah. like, my my attention can get diverted real easy. So I can do multiple things, and I like to have a book going all the time. If I'm watching TV or playing a game or doing whatever, I like having a book going. Is I, there like a certain voice? Like, do you like a British accent to read? It I to like. You? Uh, no, it's funny. I, I have uh, narrators. I, I like Luke Daniels, uh, uh, Jeff Hayes. Um, uh, Michael Kramer, uh, those are some of the guys that I uh, I navigate towards their voices. Okay. Um, usually it's a, uh, guys that are really good at doing different characters. Mm-hmm. So when you, the the book's not monotone, when the accent changes, you know which character's talking. Yeah. And then it's it's like the old time, remember the old time radio shows? I mean, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, like I love that era of the radio show programming. Well, I just... Last month finished The Great Gatsby uh, oh, wow. with Jake Gyllenhaal reading. I actually downloaded a different version. I was like, uh-uh, I'm not doing this one. This is going to put me to sleep. <laughs> this is boring. But then Jake Gyllenhaal, he does all the voices. And I was like, wow. this is brilliant. I wonder if he, how much he had to rehearse or practice for that. You know, it's funny because like, I, I have a, a distinct voice and, and have done some, but I can't imagine doing a book. Yeah. The amount of focus, no. the amount of the characters commitment to the theme. characters. And I'm no. trying to think, well, how do they do it? Do they like are their scripts broken down by colors? Because like when I'm doing scripts, I highlight my co-stars in a different color yeah. and I'll, I'll highlight mine in a particular color. So when I'm going through the scripts, then I get a sense of who's talking without. Right. That's what I was thinking when he's reading this book, like he's the narrator, but then he's also Gatsby or he's also Daisy or and he's. Doing, you know, a Boston accent for this guy and a New York accent for this one. And then the girls are like, and the girls are different voices. And and he's doing it all. And I was like, is he stopping before each piece? He's got and to, then- you, you've got to be able to stop. And like, do you do, now how's the thing? Do you do it in sequence, in order? Do you do just, okay, this day we have a sheet printed out and you're doing all these lines from this character. Right. Yeah. And then the next day you're a production assistant. Or do you read the book through? And it's color coded, so you yeah. know when to shift gears. Like, I'd like I, to think I don't he's know a talented what enough is. actor that he could just go right into it. That yeah, he could just go from this one to yeah, that I one to this one. Yeah, I hate people with talent. <laughs> that's just that's just so aggravating. Says the immense talent in front of us. Yes, wait. Tell us about. Okay, what is something that you're that maybe? Um, okay, first of all, tell us your favorite story that you tell fans. Like, the, what's the one thing fans always want to know about you? Well, that's you no. Know, it's funny that you said that because fans <laughs> will come up and say, "Hey, I bet I can take you." Oh, really? Yeah, well, take me out to dinner. Uh, like, what right. do you want to do, Oh, sunshine? that's your go-to. Well, it's it's guys trying to be macho and be cool because they don't want to come up and be like, hey, can I have an autograph? But they're a fan. 
but then they're, they're letting you know they're letting her know that hey i'm a man too you uh-huh. know that kind of thing but then it comes out so cheesy i have to tease it sometimes yeah. and they're always like half your size uh, half my size my <laughs> one of my favorite interactions is a guy that, that i'm a fan of but it just it, it kind of made me chuckle a little bit because i think i scared him a little bit it was kevin sorbo <laughs> I, I, I went because i watched all i watched the entire all episodes of hercules yeah he's, is he, he's not very He's not a very big guy, right? No, he's tall. He's like oh, he six, two, three, oh, maybe. Oh, okay. Like, I thought for some reason like he was he's, small. Like, he's okay. bigger, but, you know, I just always seen like him. He seems Hercules like just such a, such a nice dude, you know? And I loved his, uh, I loved the Hercules series. I did. I mean, yeah, it wasn't, you know, it's, it's not Game of Thrones, but at the time, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Oh, we have to get into that. So, I, yeah. Well, I'm good friends with Dan Weiss, too, so we're in the same Dungeons & Dragons group, so... Dungeons and Dragons group? Oh, are you oh, kidding me? Man, my, Dungeons, know what that is. my Dungeons and Dragons group is myself, Joe Magniello, Nick Magniello, um, We're coming Tom to Morello night. from Rage Against the Machine, Vince Vaughn. Um, oh, well, that's an awesome um, group. I don't care about the Dungeons and Dragons yeah, anymore. Group, I just want to hang out with these guys. You know, the group is so Dan Hernandez, who wrote Detective Pikachu, Joe Wiseman, um, Kyle Newman. What? Um, so, what do you guys wait, wait, wait? Vince Vaughn does Dungeons and Dragons? Vince Vaughn is one of the most brilliant people I've ever met in my life. I used to see him at the Playboy Mansion a lot. Yeah. Well, so I don't know I, I don't how. Know, I don't know about <laughs> He's like, that. I don't know that side of it. I don't know about that side. I just know that the man's information retention is impressive because. When it comes to Dungeons and Dragons. When it dragons. comes to stuff like that, because a lot of Dungeons and Dragons, you're, it's, it's kind of like being a lawyer because you have to know laws. You have to know situational. You have to know uh, precedents beforehand. Like, uh, well, this was done in such and such time, so this should work. It's, it's a lot of strategy. There's a wow. lot of stuff, and it's a lot of strategy. And it's, I mean, we played as kids, but now to play as an adult, we're like, yeah, you can buy all the crap you want. Mom's not going to get mad. I can stay up five hours and play online if I want to. <laughs> Nobody tells me what to do. There's a, there's a freedom and a fun to it. And it, it could be a lot worse, you know? I mean, I could have, like, you know, a kilo of cocaine and be hiding out somewhere. In a, <laughs> no, definitely play yeah, Dungeons like, and Dragons. I mean, like, I think your, playing Dungeons and Dragons is pretty Pretty safe, you handle but. adulthood like I do. I'm like the woman who's like, I can buy a birthday cake when it's not my birthday. See, and I don't exactly. know, I, I can't, I, don't, I wish I could do that. Like, I feel like I've never bought a donut by myself, you know? Like, I've never had a glass of wine by myself. Like, oh, that is I always feel like I have to. In life. But I'm the oldest of eight kids, and I feel like in some way I always feel like I have to have company in order to do anything. Like, I can't. I'm not very good at doing things by myself, which is not a good thing. Like oh, I'm not it's so weird because I do stuff by myself all the time. I go to the movies by myself. I'll... Really? Oh yeah. Never. Yeah, I, I I love going to the movies by myself. Just I my... feel like there's some part of me that kind of wants to do that, but at the same time, I'm like, but why? I don't know. <laughs> well, my thing is, I hate going to movies with people that sometimes because they want to talk. Oh, oh, you know, yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. or if you're sitting, or if you're watching a TV series, and you've seen the same exact amount of seconds that they've seen. Well, what's going on? Um, I don't know. Watch. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah. There's an idea. <laughs> Lots of times with my children. But I, no, and I do that. Do I do that? <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> what are you what's going on? Why did you do that? Where did that come from? Why did you say that? Oh, what? don't go to a musical with her unless you fully expect to hear every single song. Oh, she's going to sing along with we all the songs? She will get up and High tap society, dance like my favorite movie. And then she will talk to them. I was repeating the lines, wasn't I? Or was I like, oh, I love her outfit. Oh, look how pretty she There's is. There's a lot of commentary, oh, I, which I don't mind. Oh, yeah, the co- the commentary is rough with people, <laughs> Am too, I like that? Oh, God, are. stop me. Put a piece of tape over my, duct tape me. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> well, um, so, oh, wait, so, wait, Game of Thrones. Yes. So this was, this is an obsession of mine, but only 
kind of recently, it was around the time we worked together, um, I was like, someone, my mom and sister were like, you have to watch Game of Thrones, you have to watch Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. and I was like, when am I ever gonna get 70 hours to sit down and watch, and they're making, <laughs> and they were making more, <laughs> yeah. No, actually, before that, though, oh, it was before COVID. I okay. went to do a show on Netflix, uh, No Good Nick, okay. which is then what led me to your show, to direct Big Show Show, and, um, and I was working for Netflix, but my family was in Tahoe, and I was in LA, and so I had these weekdays, and I was getting done with work at like, because I wasn't a major character in that show, so I was getting done with work at like three o'clock. One day, when when daylight savings happened, I called my sister, and she was like, hey, or she called me, and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I just had some soup, and I watched a few episodes of Game of Thrones. I think I'm gonna go to bed, it's kinda late. And she's like, it's six o'clock. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can watch like three more episodes before I go to bed. So I watched like six episodes that day. I've never and done that before. 2 a.m. rolls yeah. around. And every day, then the next day at, at work, the girls would, when I was sitting with it, like lunch and stuff, everyone would sit down and go, what episode did you watch last night? Did you get to the Red Wedding? Yeah. Did you get to the Battle of the Bastards? And I was like, no. And they're like, oh, you'll know when you do. Yeah, and that's rough too, because like you want to put your fingers over ears and go, la, 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 no spoilers. But they could just, they just wanted to like, I was giving them a commentary on like the day after kind of, so last night in the episode, so-and-so did this, and then this one did this, and Theo did that. And then, you know, and they were like, oh my gosh, oh, I forgot about that one. Oh, that's so good. Oh, okay. Oh, I got to go watch it's it It's amazing again. when you find stuff like that that, that gets you excited and and passionate about what's going on. You get you invested, emotionally invested. Yeah, I think I would like the Dungeons and Dragons because it like continues that sort of passion. Well, as an actor, you would love, I think you would love um, playing Dungeons and Dragons in the right group because you develop your character and your character has, um, uh, your the character's motivation. It's just like we do in acting. Yeah. Like, there's certain things that, like me, Paul White, I wouldn't do, but there's things that my character, Brulock, will do uh-huh. in a heartbeat. Like, did you pick the name? How did I you did. It? Well, it started out Ulock. I did a stream for uh, for D and D with Joe Magnelli. He invited me to come do a stream, and uh, uh, Mike My- uh, Mike Myers and him created a character for me, and they, uh, I could name oh, it. Well, that's someone to create a character for. So you. I named it um, Ulock Jotun, which is like both of them means giant in Norse, because I was like this fourteen foot half stone giant from the Dark Sun universe, and. Oh. All this other stuff. Well, I got to carry that that character over to a stream and then play in the game, and then that game merged into another game. So I was able to merge that character um, over, and I named it Brulock because it's Ulock's cousin, Brulock. So, <laughs> but it's it's funny. Like Tom Morello is an incredible D and D player as well. Does and this his is, mom play too? Uh, Tom's mom. Yeah, because he's obsessed with his his mom. Like hosts his show on. She's lithium. amazing. Like she hangs around and she'll wave hi to everybody on the camera. But uh, it's uh, and he'll do okay. Got to take mom home. I'll be back in ten minutes. He's so funny. He has like, a show on lithium. I don't know if this is like if if like nineties rock is your thing, but lithium is like. I the was alive I in the nineties, yeah. guys. I know, but you're more emo. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like he has and he always, his mom's like always co-hosting his radio show with him. It's so funny. Super That's super really cool sweet, dude. Actually. He has. a... He has a, a dwarf character uh, named uh, Kamathi Stormhaller, who's Ooh. a champion, but he rides a polar bear named Brago. <laughs> oh, that's cool. And Brago is this big, giant polar bear, kind of like, um, uh, what was the uh, the kids thing that came out a few years ago with the polar bears that had the armor? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, See, yeah, I've been hitting yeah. the head with too many chairs. You've been See, the head I can't with a lot remember. Of chairs. At least you have an excuse. I don't have an excuse like that. Um, I can just say I you've have memorized giant so many words over the years. You burnt your brain out. I have so I many have. scripts. So so many. So does anybody out there not want to look and feel younger? I mean, I do. Do you, Amanda? Do you I mean, want to look and feel younger? Or of course, I do. Want to look and feel older? 
No. Oh. No, I'm over that stage of life. I mean, I want to be older Let, and wiser. Let's age backwards. But I, yes, I want to age backwards. You know what the key is? I have a feeling it's collagen. It's collagen. <laughs> collagen is the key because did you know by the time we hit middle age, our bodies produce less than half the collagen they did when we were in our 20s? And collagen makes up our skin, hair, joints, nails, bones, like everything. And that's why people start to look old because skin starts to sag. We get wrinkles. Our hair gets thinner. Joints get stiff. It takes a lot longer to recover from exercising as I'm noticing. Mm, I'm there with you. And our modern diets aren't helping either. As we age, it would take all day to cook and eat right just to properly nourish our bodies enough to create the collagen we need. And that's why I love Biotrust Ageless Multi-Collagen Protein Powders because they ensure that my body is getting what it needs every day to help me rebuild my collagen so I can look and feel my best. And BioTrust Ageless Multi-Collagen Proteins provide you with five types of collagen needed to support the entire anti-aging process, plus essential amino acids to make it a complete protein. It's a, it's a complete protein. You know, many other brands on the market only use one or two types of collagen. Yep. And it supports healthy skin, hair, nails, bones, and joints. And it helps support athletic performance, recovery, and active lifestyle. And also gut health. Let's talk about that. It's yeah. easily digestible. It's taste-free and odorless. And it doesn't clump. It doesn't clump. It doesn't I like clump. that. I can't stand getting a clump it's in my mouth. Best. Driving down the street with my shake in the car. It can be mixed with hot or cold beverages. It can be mixed in a soup. There's no artificial color, flavor, preservative, sweetener. It's also gluten-free. Gluten-free, your thing. Non-GMO, that's my thing. And it's free of hormone and antibiotics. Thank goodness. And you need to try it for yourself. Go to biotrust.com slash binge, B-I-N-G-E, to get your special offer of up to 51% off today. Yeah, you get free shipping on your order and support from personal health and fitness coaches to work with and share their expertise with you. That's biotrust.com slash binge, B-I-N-G-E, to get your special up to 51% off offer. I mean, that's a lot, 51% off. And we want to thank Biotrust for sponsoring this episode of What Women Binge. There are places where my character and Brago can't go into like taverns because we're too big. Oh, you know, so it's like it's always me and Brago hanging out in the barn. Oh, that's like, funny. You know, like they'll send food out to us. Or so, can know. other people join your game? It's can other people see these characters? No, or it's just no, you guys. No. Well, it's funny. Joe uh, Magniel actually with Death Saves just um, a little bit ago um, brought our characters out in miniatures. Oh, really? So they did miniatures of our characters, oh, and I wow. think. Uh, uh, Dan and Vince and Tom are kicking around um, a graphic novel idea with our adventures. Oh, in very D &D. cool. Because, I mean, here's the thing. When you're playing D&D &D and you've got legit Hollywood yeah. writers yeah. writing your they adventures. Write writers, performers. Like, yeah, like, I mean, it gets it gets intense. That's got to be an audio book. There you go. Now you can read that audio book. I can read that audio book. Well, I love the audio books because my problem is if I read a book, I won't move for several hours. Mm -hmm. Like I completely disconnect from everyone around. Me. With an audiobook, I'm still able to be present. Yeah, you can but be if doing I the get dishes, good, like, folding I'm, laundry. I, I joined. You know, I joined Twitter years ago to stalk my favorite authors. Oh, like really? Brandon Sanderson and Brent Weeks. You're and, like a secret geek. I, I'm a this huge is nerd. Hilarious. I'm learning. I'm, this is no secret. No, I I don't care. I'm I'm a geek that can snap your spine. That's so. the best. Ah! Kind of yeah, yeah, that's so true. But no uh, I love it. But See, I, I can just those... kick you in the shin. That's all I can do. Well, that that still hurts too. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I got like uh, Brandon Sanderson finishing up uh, Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series, and then he sent me the collection of the books autographed. And oh, how nice. but my problem is, is I would start reading like, oh, it's three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm going to read for a couple hours before supper. You know, so I start reading, 
and like I will see something next to me, like my plate gets put next to me, then my plate gets picked up because I didn't touch it. Oh, you know, yeah. and then I'm sitting there, and then the house is quiet, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, the sun's the coming sun's up. coming up, and the birds are. Tripping it's like. And- 5.45 a.m. Uh-huh. and I've been reading since then. Is that like, do you do that with every book? Because I feel like I there's very few books well, I do that I, with. I, I will bail on a book if it doesn't get me early. So did you read Handmaid's Tale? Uh, I didn't read Handmaid's Tale, but I watched the the TV series during COVID. Because this is what I've been dying to talk to you about when we, when we chatted on text. Jesus out of me. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, this is what I've been wanting like, to talk no, to you about. No, like, so I bad. just, I look at Handmaid's Tale, I go, oh my God, how could people be that insane? And then you like, like how could that world. happen? Then I'm like, like, oh. Oh. <laughs> look around. Wow, people can get crazy real, f- uh, oh. Yeah. Well, Take this, things out of context. That, and that's why this, it's scary. Just the whole, yeah, that's, I think, I don't know if I would have gotten into Handmaid's Tale as heavily if it hadn't been during COVID and I had the time. Because at first it was kind of slow and I was getting into it. I was like, okay, well, all right, this is weird. And it was a flashback. And okay, so she's can have children. Okay, so this is boring. Well, this is kind of like a rich white dude thing. Like, okay, well, this is kind of awkward. Like, all right. And then as it goes, oh, this is. Oh, oh. <laughs> and then like yeah. it, it just it kept pulling the me wife's the, involved and that's the, like go yeah that was the thing that got me oh when the wife got and the wife was yeah. like when i that holding first the first um the first scene when they were holding her down i was like oh hell no <laughs> like i mean i don't know any any storming out of the room no i'm like i'd be terrified i'd get stabbed in the neck trying to talk hey i got this idea where i'm gonna bring this girl in <laughs> yeah 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 and just once yeah. a month i'm gonna you try hold to her make, down uh, you hold her and down I'm gonna get her and pregnant. i'm gonna try to make a baby with her yeah what do you i mean how do you even pitch <laughs> that idea wrong? what could go how do you not end up Crazy. in pieces or in flames like right, yeah i want to know the husband that can you know this is a great idea let me go pitch this and see if she's But what's board. crazy about the handmaid's tale is the way they preface it, I don't know if it's like this. I can't remember if it's like this in the book. It's from but a the pandemic. wife, but the wife is also sort of the one who started the religion. Like she's sort of. Oh yeah, government, well, his wife did start it. Yeah, because she had she was a little bit. Um, what I took from it, and I kept saying it all the time, I was like, "Wow, she's crazy. She's nuts." Like just the way she was, the, her from her character shifts where she was. Um, yeah, she goes from being the hero to well. Yeah, to you being start like the rooting for villain. her. You start yeah. rooting for her, and then they would. You know, we call it turning heel in wrestling. Uh, yeah. They would they would turn her heel. That's true. Just She'd like, be a heel about two out of ten episodes. Two every out of ten episodes, like and then yeah. you just start to like kind of have some sympathy for, her, and then you're like, oh no, oh like, no, you're the yeah. one. Someone needs to kill that bitch. She needs, <laughs> yeah. She needs to yeah, every once in a while, I'd be like, why is she not killing her? And then I'd be like, oh wait, she's oh now she's nice for like two episodes, and then you're like, oh now she's a heel for three episodes. Well, the one that got me where I thought Handmaid's Tale was going is when her and and the Handmaid were running everything because the husband was wherever the hell he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they were running it and keeping everything going. They were trying to get the baby out, right? Yeah, they were Yeah, they were working together, and I was like, yeah, that's cool. Like, I was digging, like, okay, I can see them overturning and creating a more, uh, a better system. Yeah. You know, because yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the whole thing. But they can't that, because they have to have more seasons. Yeah, true. <laughs> so you have to keep this. That always happens, you have to keep right? Elizabeth like it starts Moss. to go somewhere and then yeah. we're like. She's in Canada. Oh, wait. She escapes. She go, She leaves Canada and goes back to Gilead because she's got to go get that one other child she just And you're like, why would she go back? She keeps yeah. leaving. And like the minute she stepped on foot into Canada, I was like, oh, yay. And then you're like, oh, wait. 
She's still got another mission. She's going to go back and get the kids. She's got to go back. She's going to go back and get her daughter. Things aren't working out with the husband, and she's got to go back. Yeah, Yeah. it's like. Well, because she's got that that almost like the PTSD of, like, leaving no man behind. She can't leave the other daughter behind. She got all those other kids out. She's got to get her own out. But it's crazy. It's like. It was so well done how they did it. Yeah. But they did take you on, you know, an emotional roller coaster with it because you kept. Especially, you know, when the pandemic was on, you kept thinking of the craziness. Like, what do you mean they can't read? They're not allowed to read. What do you mean women aren't allowed to read? They're not allowed to write. And all of a sudden, we're censoring books. And yeah, it's like it's like what 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 what's going on here? Yeah. Like how this would never. Ha- yeah. Oh wait. What? Hold on. Yep. The government overreach and yeah. It's, yeah, uh, but it, it just but it shows you how fragile. It shows you how fragile. I think a lot of times nowadays people get real comfortable with. With um, with abilities and freedoms, and and they don't realize throughout human history, for so m- every empire that's ever been built, you know, it's always been built on haves and have-nots. Mm. You know, and um, who's fertile and who? Well, but the fertile ones don't get. I wasn't even they thinking the them. haves and have-nots. I was thinking of just of of power and control, and yeah. and and uh, not having the ability to. To express your views or express your opinions, and and how fragile, how fragile that is that we have nowadays. And luckily, with with technology and stuff, we have the ability to to communicate. You know, you would Until think that's taken away. <laughs> you would think with the ability to communicate, you would think that communication would be easier. It would be different hundreds of years ago if it was a isolated culture or a different language. Yeah. You know, there's. I mean, I wonder got, if that's why they it it feels in a way Handmaid's Tale feels like period piece in a way it, it a feels bit. like old fashioned, but I it think does. that's supposed to be like the land is dead, people are infertile, like right. it, you know the fertility is gone, which means like all things are out the window. So we kind of go back to this old way of living. To me, to me, I I, I think like Handmaid's Tale definitely reverted back to um, maybe a more misogynistic period of time. Like, what would you say? Probably like the 1940s, 50s, maybe that time where it was a men run the business, come home, they have their coffee, yeah. the wife is standing there. Like, what's the old Betty Crocker? Um, it was a book that my grandmother had that was just, I, I couldn't believe it as a kid. I, I might still have it somewhere. I got to find it. On what the wife's responsibilities are for the oh, husband yeah. when he gets oh. home. Like, this was a book for young wives to read yeah. on. Dress up, clean the house, yeah, the so flowers. I think they made a reference something to that in Handmaid's Tale, too. Probably. But I remember there was a book like that when I was a kid, and I remember laughing because, like, my mom's a cop, and none of that, <laughs> none of that ever happened. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you grew up in a very feminist household. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, you know, mom very carried a gun. Yeah. Like, you know, it was a different. You know, I, I I learned real quick that uh, you know it's a different. Uh, yeah, girls can do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when they carry a gun. <laughs> well, you know, they say if the man's the, and this I I found this true in Handmaids too, but like they they say if the if the man is the head of the family, the woman's the neck, and you can't turn without the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great line. That's a great. That's an old mafia line too. Is it? Is that? What I, I want to say that came from like Godfather or something. Oh like maybe that, one of those old movies like that where, yeah, or maybe it was. Someone, it was another saying like that, you know, yeah. it's funny how all those sayings cross over, but yeah, yeah, if the man's ahead, then the woman's And if you neck. think about it, uh, Serena Joy is sort of, she, she's kind of running things until she's not, like she's sort of controlling him. Well, she was the whole, she was the whole movement until the paradigm shift. Until she had to get her finger cut off because she read. Spoiler <laughs> right? or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was like, but then, 
but that that misogynistic oppression just basically put everything in perspective and i think she realized at that part like because in the beginning it was a movement that started out as yes we need to eat healthier good yes, intentions yeah it started out well road to hell is paved with good intentions you know yeah, I mean? yeah yeah so totally you can see and then it 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 magnified so much that it got out of control and became this this monster that then she got attached to because yeah when you're in the top seat pretty good place to be yeah, it, it until you, you get your finger cut off for reading yeah and then it's like it's like oh this is real now. it kind of speaks to where some of these cults can start you know like yeah. where like some of yeah. where you can take something like a small passage in the bible you, or something and have and you seen it. the tindler swindler yet no, no what's that i've heard all about this thing. oh my god <laughs> what is that oh my god it's uh it's uh like i watched it and was blown away by it. it's this guy i don't want to now can i do this without stooging off too much it's on uh, it's on Netflix. The guy's called the Tindler Swindler. He has swindled women out of millions of dollars all over the world from meeting them on Tinder. No way. Yes. From meeting them on Tinder. This is, and a, it, it, a it, real docu- is this a documentary? It's a documentary. Yeah. yeah. It's a doc it's about it's about like it's about two hours long. And when you watch it, you're just sitting here like, Oh, no way. Surely. You think no one would fall for this, but, but then they do. They do. But, but here's the thing too, like I look at it a little bit differently because it looks like kind of a uh, they all say stuff that is a little hard to swallow sometimes, whether it's true or not. But it's like, oh, he was this nice, handsome guy, and he seemed so nice. And oh, I, right away, you know, like I, I felt like I should give him a kiss because it felt like the right thing to do. Okay. Oh, Charles. He flew to an airport. He had a G six plane. Mm-hmm. There's a Rolls Royce. Like you know, like. Let's just be all honest. of his social media, all of his Tinder pictures or social media was all Ferraris and you know the higher end of living. He which, gives off a vibe. Yeah, he gave. Well, he had, he he was claiming to be the son of a diamond king, like some guy that was in the diamond business. So he was the prince of diamonds. Oh, jeez. So every one of these that girls, right there, that name, the prince of diamonds, just sounds yeah, like, what? Like, like yeah, but like, you have Dungeons, a hot Israeli That's my Dungeons guy. and Dragons name. You know. The prince of diamonds. Prince of diamonds. Princess. Princess Diamond. Yeah. Oh. There you go. Um, but the Tinder Swindler really, like, I watched it, and as well as kind of things like, eh. How long ago was this? Is this new? I just watched it, actually, last I night. it just happened. Oh, really? I watched it last night. That's <laughs> I mean, why he it's was fresh building my brain. social media accounts and things like, and oh, websites to, like, back up his backstory. But so. it was but all phony? But do stuff like, my enemies are coming after me, my... I have my account. First of all, if your dad's head of the diamond industry or whatever, you got security. You don't need to borrow thirty grand from your girlfriend because your enemies are coming. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was stuff like that. I don't want to stitch up too much for our viewers, but just know it's it's an incredible journey because again, this dude is his intelligence level one has got to be through the roof to mm-hmm. to manage. Kind of like the guys who did Fire Festival, right? Like that kind of to like, manage the amount of yes, manipulations got, he, he had going right on. Like he had, he was basically running a Ponzi scheme where he was borrowing money from one girl to take one girl out to take oh. another girl out to borrow money, like robbing Peter to pay Paul kind of a thing. And he would pay people back, but not everybody. But not everybody. He would pay him back some, or he would uh, like he'd borrow thirty grand and then he would send him a a wire reset for a hundred grand. And then they'd be, oh, you didn't have to do that. Thank you so much. Oh, I needed to pay you back. Thank you. Thank you for believing in me. Thank you for helping me. And then the wire would never come through. Oh. You know what I mean? But there's just, and some of it, and then I was trying to understand a psychology. Okay, well, are they greedy because 
they're hoping that they want that hundred grand. Like, where's the point where you say, no, stop. Mm. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I don't understand that mentality. My grandpa, talk about grandfather. Grandpa, story. I love grandpa. Grandpa says, never loan your friends money. Give them money. It's oh, fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never loan it, it back. Because if you loan it, you expect it back and it causes problems. The greatest way in the world to lose a friend is to loan him money. Give him money. Don't ever loan it. Oh, that's cool. And that's funny because I've always adopted that later in life. I won't loan anyone money. If I can, I'll give it to them. Yeah. And if it's something that, um, no. That's a good idea. You know. I probably have to yeah. forgive a few. It's on Netflix. You need to watch this. I know I do. There's so much hype. Speaking of Netflix, yeah, but Tin, Tinder Swindler's a quick two hours. It's fun. You can knock it out. It's 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 it, you. It's kind of like you want to have something to snack on and sit on the edge of the couch because yeah. you can't believe like I'm waiting. And you can't turn it off. You oh, gotta watch. You can't turn it off. It's a and train wreck like, happening in front of you, and yes, you cannot look away. Great description. It is exactly a train wreck. You see it coming. And you're like, oh my god, what's next? What's next? What's next? Like oh I want. Gosh. I can't wait till like I see Taylor Swift. I'm just like, okay, who's gonna be the scumbag they cast when they make this a movie? Yeah. Oh yeah. You like know? Dear John. Was this? Is this like Dear John? And I don't want to tell you the end because I don't want to ruin the end. But the end will just have you going. WTF? <laughs> like that was the thing. Like I was, I was in my hotel room. I was like. WTF, no way. <laughs> oh my God, I got to get up in four hours. <laughs> yeah. So that's on Netflix, but so is The Big Show Show, which is how you two met. Oh, it is. It is how we met. It is. I, it's, I have a, a a nickname for Melissa Joan that I call her Shooter. Oh, yeah? I'm shooter. Yeah, that's it. Because she uh, came on our show, did two episodes with us, right? Directed it. Directed. I only did one. I only did the very last one. But it wasn't the it it wasn't the last one. It was a special episode that became the Olympics episode. That's right. That's right. Anyway, I thought you did more than that. No, you were shooting something else and came by and said hi. Yes. Okay, that's what it was. So, but we did three days of shooting instead of a live show, which is probably why it seemed like I was there a longer time because we did two days of rehearsing and three days of shooting. How do you remember all that? She is. But that's how we used to do my show. That's how we used to do Clarissa and Sabrina. All I'm going to say <laughs> she is. She remembers everything. What I remember is is what is getting more of my life every day because she was around. <laughs> because like, and, and I've never done multicam. So for me, it was a huge learning curve. Like I'm learning as I go. Um, you know, she's so great with the girls. Um, he has three. In the show, it's a, it's a really fun show. It's him and his wife and their three girls. And. Well, you, you set it up. You set it well, up. Well, basically, it's my big show character, um, retired, now at home in everybody's way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's like a giant baby at home. He's got three daughters. He's got JJ's youngest, who JJ's like nine. There's Lily Brooks, who uh, plays Mandy, who's probably 12. 12 think, yeah. And then I have a daughter, Raylan Castor, um, who plays um, Lola who was from my first marriage who comes to live with me because her mom gets a job in Europe. So she's my 15-year-old that now comes to live with me. And and it's about Lola and I uh, reconnecting our relationship. I mean, all the kids are cool. They all know about each other. They've all obviously spent time together. And all four of the actresses, the three daughters and his wife, are like lovely, lovely people. Right. And and it's just, it was an amazing, uh, my wife was played by an actress named Allison Munn. She's so funny. Who is hysterical, but was such a great, great co-star for me. Like so many things that I learned, so many little things. Like you would have reads from front of the networks and stuff, and then sometimes the way the dialogue worked out, 
your joke would be on the bottom of the page. Mm-hmm. And then you have to turn the page to finish your joke. And then when you get the rewrite, the joke's gone. It's like, hey, that was a funny joke. Why did they pull it? She says, well, if there's a pause on the joke, usually networks paint. She says, finish the joke out on the same page so you don't have to turn it. So I would have to go through the script and make sure that for run-throughs... It was written at the bottom. My joke yeah, was if, written if at a, the bottom. If a joke falls flat, they cro- the writers are sitting there. They're all sitting there. They just cross them off, cross it off, cross it off. If yeah. it doesn't work, if it works, they put a check next to it. So you can always see if a writer is like, yes, that worked. Yes, yeah. that worked. Nope, that didn't work. Yep, that worked. Yeah, well, that that was a tough lesson for me because I'm <laughs> God, I'm cutting all my own crap here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, <laughs> it is my show. But the thing about uh, Melissa that was so amazing is, is she did not screw around when she came in. Like, she understood what the actresses needed for the girls because she understood that perspective, understood camera perspective, understood what was going on, and it was just like, bam, 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 okay, moving on, bam, bam, bam. She got what she wanted. It was like a, it was like an Uzi going off. It was like, <laughs> bam, 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 done. Bam, 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 done. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm home and the sun's still up. Like, I, and what do I do with this extra time? <laughs> well, one of my favorite things that you did, we were doing this scene um, by a, a, a jet ski, and you and a few, and I think um, uh, Iglesias was there. Oh yeah, Gabriel. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And my so man. we um, had this scene by this a jet ski, and there was a line you couldn't say. There was something that was tripping you up, like tongue twister. Uh, oh yes, yes, yeah. The, the secret you've told me. Yes, yeah. Yes, so yes. I told him my secret. I don't know where I learned this. It was a long time ago. It might have been in theater. And that you put your, if you put your knuckle in between your teeth, keep your teeth closed, and say the line over and over and over again. Then when you pull your hand out, you're much more clear and crisp. And he did it, and he tried it, and he went running out of the soundstage. I'm telling you, he, like, busted. He's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And he goes running. I'm like, what did I do? What happened? What, <laughs> You're thinking you messed up. What's no, going on? He's no, like, he leaves, and he comes back, and he goes, why am I just now learning about this? Oh, my gosh, that's a game changer. And he's, like, well, freaking out. Well, for me, I, like, oh, you. I have a big... <laughs> I have a big mouth. You know, I have a big tongue. I have a big throat. You know, that's... Um, but sometimes... Uh, it's hard to get get it working. Yeah, you know, it's like my tongue just won't work, won't work, won't work. And then she taught me a little trick, and it was like, it was like going in there and slapping my tongue around, making wake up, <laughs> time to go to work. You know, and I just thought I was like, oh, it's a great trick. Yeah, because it was the biggest hurdle that I had sometimes because I would get stuck on stuff. Like our first episode, uh, the season opener, I couldn't say pluots, couldn't say that was a special fruit, couldn't get pluot, <laughs> plout. Um, Plodes, like it just would not come out of my mouth. That's I me could. and the word collagen. She can't collagen? say collagen. I want to call it collagen. I don't know why. Mine was when I first did Clarissa, I had to say Tibet over and over and over again. And I kept saying Tibet because I just Tibet. couldn't understand where the emphasis was. My daughter had a great one. She talked about going to see the the, the geyser at Yosemite. Oh. And I was like, oh, can you say that again, please? <laughs> what, Yosemite? Well, that's, I made fun of you when you said you had to go pick up a friend of ours from endoscopy. I was like, endoscopy. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm always screwing stuff up. Like, if you're my friend and you know me, then it's speaking Paul, because I'll slaughter stuff every now and then. Well, I, I, just so you know, this is an embarrassing one for me. Oh, no. But Chick-fil-A. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. When I first came to the South with my husband, when I met him and I saw it, and I was like, what's Chick-fil-A? Why is the A so big? Chick-fil-A. I don't understand how you're supposed to say that. He's like, it's Chick-fil-A. I was like, well, that's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's delicious, but it's stupid. Yes. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, oh, God, those are you so funny dumb, when you get those. godly chicken. <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, Big Show Show. So, yeah, Big Show Show. So, yes. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. And that I another thing I remember about that episode in particular was it was Halloween. And we had to shoot 
200 extras in an Olympics uh, scenario. So we had to do all these stunts. We had lots of camera work to do. It wasn't a typical, this is why we didn't have an audience that week. Because yeah. you didn't have the typical, like, you know, four cameras, shoot it. They walk in here, you shoot them this way, this way, this way. It was like lots of slow motion and... And, like, you know, challenging each other to all these different, like, chair races and things like that. Oh, pushing in there. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I remember it was Halloween. Yeah. And I, I remember, first of all, I remember it was Halloween because it was really hard for me to take that job. But I really wanted to work with you and I really wanted to do the show. I thought it was really a great show. Yeah. And um, I would the only reason I would leave my kids on Halloween, I think I had never left them before or since. Um, right. because, but because of you, I wanted to do Thank it. Thank um, but I was so adamant about getting all those kids. Plus we had a bunch of extra kids because yeah. these 200 people, there were like 50 kids. Mm -hmm. So I was like, we have to get these kids out of here for Halloween. But we had a huge day ahead of us. So I got a bullhorn and I was like, here's the deal. We're all going to stick together. We're all going to get through this. We're going to do the work and we're going to get it done. And then we're going to get everyone home to trick or treat. We're and I'm going to have everybody out here by 3.30. Yeah. And we, I think it was like four, but we did it. Four. Hey, yeah, but the kids were out. By the kids were out. Yeah. But you know what was so cute is like little Juliet who played the littlest. Oh daughter, yeah, yeah. The JJ. Little thing. Yeah. She asked me. I, you know, goes, I still talk to her three or four times a week. I follow all of them Aww. on Instagram. I, I talk to her so like sweet. on the phone. Aww. She's she sends me uh, sent me my birthday card. She sent me. Uh, we I, I still send her Christmas stuff. Like I, I send oh, her for. That's for so Christmas. She is super talented too. This is a little she dynamite. She is. We, she's got a legit idyllic memory. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So she reads a script one time. She knows your lines. Yeah. Everybody's. She's you know. like a little Shirley Temple. But it's funny with her because she's so energetic. And of course me, I would always have candy on me. <laughs> and, and, you know, her mom is so trying to like, you know, give her like dried snap peas and like. <laughs> Healthy snacks. Like, and you're she's like. a kid. Here's a Jolly Rancher kid. Here's, here's some chocolate, you know. And then, but of course. I was like the crazy uncle who wants to sugar you up. I wired her up all the time. <laughs> but then it would be a detriment to me because sometimes in between doing the live show, they're readjusting cameras and moving the stage around where you're thinking about the next scene. But she wants to do patty cake and sing and dance and make you dance. And then she'll go right out and she knows her stuff. She'll wipe my brain right before I go out. And I'm like, oh, God, what's next? And I kept thinking, like, imagine if she was just that evil of an actress that knew that no matter what I do, I'll never forget. But I can distract the other actors and wipe their brains. She'd be fabulous in pageants. Oh, my gosh. Oh, she would be. She would be. Ruthless. Yeah. So she was so sweet because she asked me before she left for Halloween, she was like, um, what's your favorite kind of candy? And I thought we were just chatting. I said, purple Skittles. Next day, Ziploc full of purple. She went through all of her Skittles. Picked out all the purple ones. I picked out all the purple ones for me. She sent me a Valentine's Day card, oh, literally, that she had cut out little uh, paper mache hearts of different sizes. So I know she sat there and cut like 30 hearts out. She did it herself. Oh my goodness. Like, I mean, what I call her, my, she's my little monkey butt. I love that kid. <laughs> I still talk to Ray Lynn a little bit because Ray Lynn's on, I think, Young and the Restless now. Oh, okay. She became one of the Newman girls. Oh, think, very cool. Yeah, the I can't remember if it's Faith. No. It's the young. Well, it's the youngest one now. Man, I think it's Faith Newman, yeah. And Lily Brooks is still doing some stuff. She was doing some singing. and uh, She's got a great Instagram page, Lily Brooks, because she... Uh, stays real active with St. Jude's and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so. and she does a lot of, like, she'll go through, like, acting exercises sometimes. On, like she'll Yeah, do, like, I thought she was having a nervous breakdown. I know, she does a lot of crying like, scenes. Yeah. yeah, but I was like, hey, you okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm just... It, it was a... Just part of the She's creating a scene. She's creating a scene, but I'm sitting there like... Okay, why why is she crying? Like someone what? please. You got like pop issues. I got candy. I got dad issues real quick. I was like, okay, whose spine do I need uh -huh. to pull out? Like what's going on? 
And then I finally saw, I said, oh, okay, she's doing the scene. I'll come hit them with a chair. Yeah, I'll come hit them with a wall. With your elbow. <laughs> yeah, grab by the ankle and stop making her cry. Swing oh. But my little monkey butt all the time, I just, I, I had a connection with that kid from the very first, first table read that we did together. She sat next to me and we were doing a table, she held my hand. Oh my gosh. Uh. And I'm real funny dude about some of my space, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm, I'm a big dude. I'm usually hot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like my dog can have my lap and that's pretty much about it. Cause he would calm me. Yeah. Like he has, a, he has energy, had a way of like settling down all their thoughts. Cause if you're busy and you got a lot of shit going on, your, your mind's going hundred miles an hour. <laughs> Juliet is the only person I've ever had in my life that can sit in my lap and calms me. Aww. Her energy just brings my I couldn't be mad around her. I couldn't be any. She just has this unique thing of just she calms my energy. Like we go to lunch together and hold hands. Like I'm about to cry now because I'm just oh, a kid. Like she's this. such a sweet. If my own, if my own daughter would only calm me that much. <laughs> How old is your daughter? 24. Okay. Yeah, she winds me up. I was going to say, that probably gives you some anxiety. Yeah, she's got a nice big degree in graphic design. Now she's telling me. Oh, great. That's why Juliet's more like your I don't know what I want to do. I'm like, you just just been in college. What do you mean you don't know what you want to do? What do you you mean? Like, what what was all this? An adventure? We talked about this already. Talk about daddy issues. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she needs to make our new logo. Oh, yeah. (laughs) See her making a new logo. We want a new logo for our Double Dare sign. Double dare something. Text me. I'll get her to do something for her. That'd be a good project for her. Yeah, we can. Oh, there you go. She can do it pro bono, too. Oh, that. <laughs> Wait, I thought we were trying to get her a job. No, <laughs> well. <laughs> All right, we have to ask you a few questions. Okay. Hopefully, I got good answers. So, okay. I'm supposed to have changed these questions for season two, but I haven't yet. So, I'm going to ask you the old questions. So, you know probably what? I'm an my... old guy, and I'm okay with it. All right. All right. So, what shows are listed under your continue to watch? Continue to watch? Um would be uh, Ozark. Oh, uh, haven't gotten through it. Uh, well, I, I've stopped because I'm waiting. I, I hate when they chop a season up in the middle of it because oh. I like to binge. Mm-hmm. And, and so when I found out, I watched the op- season opener, and then when I found out, they're, oh, you're getting the rest of it, I'm like, okay, well, you'll get my attention then. then. I'm yeah, gonna... that's how I feel about Put Yellowstone. Yeah, yeah, I, that like, with Yellowstone. Like, I, I love, God, I love Yellowstone. I mean, like... like Cole Hauser's character, Rip, is like, okay, ladies. Oh, my gosh. Ladies, that guy doesn't exist, okay? <laughs> no. It's a fantasy I don't character. Care. My husband benefits every time exist. I see Rip on the screen. My husband benefits from that, for yeah. sure. Well, yeah, true. We all benefit from Rip. That's true. But, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, you, you kind of see him, you go, the way he handles Beth Oh, the way yeah. he understands her, I'm like... It's very calm and that's, quiet. That's TV. But then he'll kill anybody for her. Oh, and then he take takes a, a bullet. bullet to the gut. Yes. And, he's, and he's fine, but Boiler she's got alert. a black eye for like seven episodes. Yeah, yeah. He took her black eye lasts longer than his bullet wound, so, yeah. you know. But then again, I don't think I've ever seen on TV a more empowering female character than best character from Yellowstone. It's she's interesting, for sure. I can't... You just can't decide if you love her Because when I first met her, I thought her. she was like, 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 oh, wow, she's like... She's bat poop nuts mm-hmm. you know then you get in it and you realize how smart she is and yeah. then how ruthless she is but then like, i look at her and i go i can't live my life without girlfriends i can't be that mean to everybody yeah but i i i dig her empowerment though she is that mean you're right she is and she i in in that in that montana wilderness mafia family you might need to behave a little yeah. bit like that but well the one that crushed like, me too is when she tells the little boy i'm not your mom oh you know, yeah i was like oh 
Oh, you didn't have to go there? That's what I mean. <laughs> you could have thrown the kid a bone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, Spiritual it was like. reflex non-existent. She just, yeah, like, she just walked out and heart punched the well, kid. Well, it's like right Game of Thrones chest. in that way where it like, you know, there's there's brutality to it where you don't expect certain slaps in the face, people to die, things to happen, things right. to be said. So it's it's a little shocking. Well, those, right. those are things that get you going. Yes. What's sorry. a book that's been on your nightstand too long? Like you can't get through it. Can't get through it. Yeah. The Cimmerian. What's like, that about? It's J.R.R. Tolkien's. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't get through it. It's I, a, I've read Lord, of the, Lord of the Rings. I've done The Hobbit. I cannot get through the Cimmerian. Like I have it. I'm like, I'm going to finish this. Maybe. Someday. <laughs> That's why I went to Great Gatsby to the audiobook. Actually, I forgot to tell you, too. Handmaid's Tale, uh, Claire Danes did the audiobook. No. She did one of them for Handmaid's Tale. So if you want to read wow. the original, listen to Claire Danes. Yeah, version. I will. I'll check it out. Uh, what's your go-to podcast for commutes? Podcast for commutes, Business Wars. Oh, okay. I just, um, I'm not a corporate business guy by any means, but I love hearing the fights between uh, soda companies, beer companies. Oh, my gosh, you're all over the place. Uh, with yeah, your like I'm, Dungeons and Dragons, and then like Handmaid's Tale, and then like so you like the post-apocalyptic. Well, and... I'm an Aquarius, so it's a little everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all over the place. All right, what's a show you watch only to talk about with other people? So that I watch about only to talk about. Like your buddy Matt Jackson said uh, that he watches like some wrestlers. What did he say? Was it YouTube? Like a lot of wrestling shows, wrestling and shows and stuff, just so to be able knows. to be up on stuff. Um. It's funny. I I, I I know this sounds bad, but um, I don't watch a lot of wrestling because it's like it's like <laughs> it's your life. I've I get lived it. a lot. Well, it's, it's like people would say, "Oh my, do you play the new WWE Raw video game?" I'm like, I'm not gonna go home and play work, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't need to get screwed over in a storyline on a video game where it just <laughs> happened at work. I'm good. Okay. Um, I get it. Shows that I talk about. Um, actually, I. Um, most of the friends I know that we talk about, we talk about like Yellowstone and Ozark. So just yeah. most of the shows that I watch, I don't, I don't particularly watch something just to be chatty about it. If I don't, if I'm not into it, I'm not going to watch it. Like, did you watch Tiger King during the shutdown? Nope. <gasps> you didn't? I think no, she might be no, the only human That's I know. probably a show you know I why, felt like I you know had why, to watch. You know why I didn't watch Tiger King? Why? Because everyone else did. No, because the Big Show show came out the same time as Tiger King. Oh. So it was in the top 10, and I was fighting with it the whole time. Trying oh, to that's that hard, show. Yeah. So I'm like, and, and I'm, I, I'm like texting my friends, like, that's hey, funny. stop talking about freaking Tiger King on social media. Talk, Talk about, about, about the show. Big Show. I'm trying to get a second season here. Help me out a little oh bit. Oh my okay? gosh. That's you funny. guys all want to be on we my loved show. It. How about talk about my show, huh? <laughs> How about that? Screw Tiger King, okay? <laughs> There's wow. that. What's that new one out now? Joe and whatever her name was, Na- uh, ba- Carol. Oh, Baskin. Carol Baskin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a new show. I think it's called Joe and Carol, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like too it soon. looks. It looks. It, it, it's too soon, and it looks like duct tape garbage. So yeah, but I'm probably get six it. billion I wanna, views. Kind of want to watch it. Well, yeah. our family was big show show all the way. Thank you, thank we you very it much. Watched all the way through. Yeah, times. my little Tucker loved it. Yeah, I was so mad about Tiger King. I was like, why would this have to come out now? Such crap, but it's yeah. so good. It's like it's a juicy. I'm, it's I, probably the only reality show I could say I watch. I, I don't know if it's considered well, a documentary Tampa, or reality. So like you know, oh, I live well, in Carol's Tampa. Your neighbor, go visit yeah, Carol. No, I'm good. Go say hi. I'm good. Um, what is your all time favorite movie? Ooh, that's. Two, that's two. Okay, pick three. I pick three. All right, I will do. You have to watch a movie tonight. What's your movie? If I had to watch a movie tonight, what would be my movie? 
They water they're boys. weird. You the water, <laughs> water boys. No, no, no. I do love the water boy. It's funny. <laughs> uh, a lot of big plans for Captain Insano coming up soon, too. Oh. Um, uh, personal favorites would be Fifth Element. With oh, Willis. yeah, yeah. I don't know why I love the love the concept of the movie. I love the Mila Jovovich and it was amazing. I love the costume. Jean-Paul Gaultier did the costumes. Oh. Um, love the music score. Um, that's one of my movies that I've probably seen 150 times. Wow. Easy. All right. Like, so that's I, your favorite. I'll, that, I'll go with I that I think as your that's favorite. one of the ones that like, but it's not like this cinematic Masterpiece, like he was. Oh no, mine is Gone with the Wind or whatever. Right. No, it just it hits, hits on all levels. It's, it's on yeah. a level like no matter when it's on, I enjoy it. So, um, um, another one is Eastwood's uh, Unforgiven. I um, love the journey of that character because I was always such a Clint Eastwood fan of Outlaw Josie Wales and all the cowboy movies where he was just dirty hair, like he's such a hard ass, and then to see. That character where he was trying to be good and trying to change his ways and trying to to be a good man, live a good life. And then when he had that drink, you know, and he his character changed. I love movies that make me feel that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, oh okay, <laughs> it's on now. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I would say Unforgiven's another one. Okay. Uh, as far as crime movies, um, um Trying to think of last something that I just uh, I just can't stand it. <laughs> no, I, I want to say one that severely made me mad was Titanic. Oh really? <gasps> what? Titanic made me mad on so many levels. Like you know, John Carpenter would have got punched in the face. You know, like just like one, scoot your big ass over. DiCaprio's not that big. That's a big door. Okay. I think we can two, all feel that. Two. A priceless diamond you've had your entire old life. You drop it in the ocean. <laughs> you, oop, you throw it in the ocean. You, oh, you just made her sound too. That's the exact sound she makes when she drops it, isn't it? Because it irritated me. <laughs> it, it, oop, like, oop, like all this millions of dollars of trying to discover this, to look for this, the and insurance claims. What you could have done for your family, your grandkids. You know, there's yeah. so many things positive you could have done for the world. Like, I just, yeah. like, it should just have been tossed oops, it out there. And then there should some guy come behind and clothesline her in the back of the head over the boat. And I was thinking I if she happen. dropped it, though, if she, my theory was always like, maybe she dropped it right on top of the Titanic. So then when they're down there with that little ship later yeah, on, they'll reaching. find it. That's reaching with currents and stuff. I think probably washed up into heat. Oh, it's true. You know, like she did that. I, I guess she was. Currents. Thanks for ruining it. Well, she's trying to read. Well, that's why I got mad so fast because I put all that together. Like, because that was someone said, Oh, no, she's returning the diamond to it's be. It's heavy. With, it probably went straight She's trying down. to return it to Jack. I'm like, no. It wasn't Jack's to begin with. with. Ocean pressure like that, it's floating. It's gone. Ocean pressure. Wow. It's tough having a head this big okay, and being smart, too. Right? Don't, that's right. don't put him in front of Leo. <laughs> or maybe, maybe don't put you in front of Kate Winslet. <laughs> um, is there a beauty product that you can't live without? Um, yes. Uh, when I have my beard, my beard conditioner and my beard oil. Uh, which one do you use? I use a product called Zeus. Oh. Yeah. I, I like the smell of the shampoo and the conditioner and it, I get irritated if I run out of my beard conditioner. That's funny. My husband grew one during lockdown and it was, I was so mad. I'm not a beard fan. 
especially not on my husband. He just started looking like my dad's friends. <laughs> and I was like really upset about it. And uh, so I started to mock him with an Instagram page called Beard by Mark. Yeah. And so I started just taking pictures of his beard in random locations and places. And I started promoting some product on there that I found randomly. Like, and I would do a like, guess whose beard this is kind of like trivia. I mean, that's hilarious, and stuff. but that's also horrible. I was that's, having, and so, that you know, so that's, mean. that's like some mean girl stuff. He grew it out the other day and I took a picture. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm putting it on the page. He's like, no, you're not. I'm like, then shave it. So the way she, she goes, I'm pro beard, but she goes, shave it. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> like, like I need to have facial hair because without facial hair, I look like a boiled egg and it's just <laughs> not, not good. Or I look like a vanilla Shrek, one of the two. <laughs> vanilla so Shrek. I need, I need, because I had this really strong jaw and it's like, <laughs> I was like, I need a little softness. It softens it. Yes, yes. You know, we like to, you know. It's, I'm a fan. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I'm pro-beard. No, I'm all about beards on other people, just not my husband. Yeah. And especially when it gets up my nose and stuff, I'm like, nah. <laughs> nope. Because kissing's my favorite thing and if I can't kiss him, it's like, what's the point? Go away. I don't need you anymore. <laughs> I don't need that visual. You, you do you do nothing for you do me nothing with this facial for me. trash on you. Get out of here. Oh, I'm much more likely to pick a fight if he has a beard for sure. Oh, dude, that's that's rule number one to stay clean shaven then. Oh yeah. 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 At some point in your life you gotta learn what battles to fight and not look yeah, for it any was, new ones. It was definitely we were we were I was in my bedroom during the lockdown watching Tiger King and he or Bridgerton and he was upstairs growing a beard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what is a show that you thought you would like, but you ended up not liking it? We know Titanic is something that you. Titanic <laughs> is one. Um, there was a series that came out a few years ago um, called "The Legend of the Seeker," and it was a book. I'm trying to remember the author's name. Um, it was a great series I enjoyed reading. It was a sort of true series, and it was a great hero and a great... Uh, I like my heroes in my books. I like my heroes with convictions and solid, but not stupid, mm-hmm. um, with some grit to them, men, basically. And I like the bad guys or the opposition to be something like... you. you can, the character has to dig down to overcome this. It's not impossible, but the character has to dig from it. And I really liked the grandfather um, in the book because he just had a great way of communicating with a grandson and really enjoyed the series. And then, you know, this I saw the advertising, oh, Legend of the Seeker. I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be so good. Oh. oh, my God, this is going to be great. I'm so excited. And I sat down and I went, wow. <laughs> like, like, to me, the hero, when the hero is grown, the hero is... Uh, like uh, like Hugh Jackman when he did Wolverine the first time. Mm. That kind of is like he's manly, intense. Yeah. He's experienced. He knows the woods. Richard knew the woods. He was he understood so many things about him. Like his environment, like he was experienced, and he had a core. He had a core character about him that was solid. Mm-hmm. You know, so when he meets, you know, the girl that he falls in love with the first time you know it's something that rocks his world because right. this is a love story you know and when i and then the guy that they cast it was like oh. 19 like, oh no not exactly a hero n- no i'm looking at him like 
He couldn't no, grow a beard. Definitely could not grow a beard. <laughs> definitely not. Like, you know, he had like a chocolate milk mustache if he tried real hard. <laughs> and I was just in like, and I remember being so excited about it for weeks. Aww. And then when I sat down and watched, I was like, let down. Yeah. It's like, and it's like those kind of things. It's like you're almost embarrassed that it's on TV and you're kind of like, I can't believe him. Okay. This has to go. How many episodes did you get through? 15 minutes. Oh, really? That's it? Couldn't oh, you it. couldn't do it. Couldn't uh, do it because it just nothing lined up. Like, oh man, nothing lined up. Put him up. on the door with Leo. It was he, no. I love Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> He's amazing. What I was mad about him is, is that he didn't get a spot on the door. Like yeah. I know they've made yeah. fun no, of I that. Agree. I agree. They've made fun of that for years, and somebody's done the math that there was actually room on the door for both of them. And I think there's a place in LA you can go where there's like a photo you can take as if you're on the door. And there's definitely, if that's the real size, if they did that to like the size of the door from the movie, you can definitely fit yeah, two people I on just, that door. I've been on that door. You know, I'm just, my whole thing was, is like, Jack was a good dude. He didn't have to die. Yeah. Was, yeah. You know, you know, you know. She had that giant dress on. Um, yeah, so, she sure did. Uh, if you could take one food to a deserted island, what would that one food be? One food to a deserted island? And I can have as much of that food as I want? That's all you get. That's all I get? Pizza. But, Oh gosh, yeah. Because you get protein, people. you get protein yeah. and carbs. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, two people have said sushi. For the same I was like, oh, that's you're smart. I didn't even think of that. Sushi, but not when you're on a beach because you already an get fish like, and seaweed. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, you'd have access to the freshest. Yeah. Yes. Like if it was like a magical box that, like, once a day, I'd open this box up and there'd be a pizza. Yeah, oh yeah, I would totally. That's do that. that's that's how I pictured it in my mind. Like, yeah. You're on this island. It's a prison island. It drops from the sky. But you 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 get one thing a day to eat and all you can eat well, pizza protein yeah. and carbs I yeah. mean. and you'll probably want it you'll be hungry you'll like be like I'm sure yeah. after you need a while comfort. like you know it's like people like I had a friend of mine one time they got a job at Dunkin Donuts and we thought it was the greatest thing ever and then after about a month it was like she's like please don't mm. mention donut to me ever again I did a Fritos <laughs> commercial when I was a little girl and I had to eat an entire meatloaf dinner with mashed potatoes and drink an entire glass of milk and I think I had to do it about six or seven times and I was little I mean I was like eight and I think what it was was something like my mom said if you finish your dinner, you can have Fritos. And I like, so they're supposed to be like sped up. So I had to eat the whole meal, drink the whole glass of milk in one sitting. Then they had to, I had to do it again. I had to do it again. Oh, and then at the end, they're like throwing Fritos sick. in my mouth. They're like, throw the Frito in your mouth to catch it. I'm like, I can't, I still can't do that to this day. And that was like six, eight, whatever. Hmm. My mom said she's never seen anyone actually turn green. Hmm. I guess they said I could spit out in the bucket, but I was embarrassed to do that. Hmm. And I like turned green and I didn't eat Fritos until recently. Now all of a sudden I love them again, but it's taken about 40 something years. Yeah, Fritos always remind me of my my uh, my dog's feet. Oh. My dog's feet smell like Fritos. Oh, great! No, Thank I mean you. Now I'm off it's of a them. good thing. It's a good thing. All they right, smell. I'm off the Fritos. It's a good thing. I was trying to think. Like me, I did this Chef Boyardee commercial years ago, and uh, you can still find it on YouTube. It's back when I had hair, oh. and uh, they sent like twenty cases of Chef Boyardee. What's your favorite Chef Boyardee? I'm like, well, I like spaghetti and meatballs. It's pretty good. They sent like 20 cases of it to my I house, so like 24 it. cans. Like I took it to the, the homeless shelter. Like at first, oh, this oh, is gonna be great. Cool. Yeah. And then after I got halfway through a case, I was like, oh god. Like, I I told the crew. I ended up taking Clarissa. it and feeding the neighborhood with the the, the shelter and gave it to them. Uh, on Clarissa, I told the crew that I really like Twix bars, and so for my birthday that year, everyone gave me cases of Twix, but some were peanut butter. I didn't like those. Huh? But the other, I had to put them in the freezer just to. I mean, I had a year's worth of Twix. Yeah. And it, again, it took me a little while to get back. See, to if I'd have been your friend then, I'd have handled the peanut butter for you. You could take the peanut butter. I have not met a peanut butter yet that I do not like. <laughs> yeah, as we've discussed, I don't really like peanut butter mixed with my stuff. I do like peanut butter. I love peanut butter, but I don't like it mixed I with like my food. I like peanut butter or anything. I'd put peanut butter on steak. I don't care. <laughs> oh. Actually, that's a Thai that thing. Might they put it on be, chicken. Yeah, too. that's actually pretty good. I yeah. actually could go for that. 
Uh, what's a book that you have on your bucket list you haven't read yet? Book that I have in my bucket list that I haven't read yet. Mm, I don't. You don't? So. I don't think so. You read I don't, everything I, you've wanted I, to? Well, no, I haven't read everything that I wanted to, but um, I'm pretty aggressive with my audiobooks. So if I see something I want, I don't dilly dally. Um, I get it. So, but I haven't. It's like an old classic that you've missed. Have you read Great Gatsby? <laughs> no, no, actually, I haven't read Great Gatsby. I haven't read that. Um, um, I had, tr- I had trouble. To. <laughs> yeah, listen to Jake Gyllenhaal do the voices. It's yeah, I'll, I'll, I'd rather listen to Jake Gyllenhaal because then I will think about this conversation and it will give me a more emotional attachment to the book. So. There you go. Um, is there a uh, movie you feel like you should have watched but haven't? A movie I feel like I should have watched but I haven't. I, apparently Tiger King. <laughs> you don't have to. You it's don't, okay. You're not well, missing much. Now I feel compelled. During the to... time you just wanted to be part of the conversation, but eh. yeah, yeah. Um, what about a workout or a class that you're obsessed with? Is there something like a? Uh, um, do you do, do you I have wanna... a Peloton? Do you? No, it's not a workout thing because I mean I do a lot of biking and and training and stuff. I just um, do a lot of physical therapy now. I had a hip surgery in December, so I'm on the mend now. But I want to learn how to. Uh, make knives. I want to learn how to forge. Oh, I want to take a forging class. Like there's a, there's a uh, inter Viking ancestry that's screaming for me to go beat hot metal with a hammer. Oh. Of course, everyone in my family laughs at me because if I grab a hot plate, I'm like, ooh, ooh, it's hot, it's hot. <laughs> and they're like, how are you going to handle hot well, steel? I'm like, with gloves. <laughs> like a professional. That's my neighbor back in Connecticut was like, she used to always tell me she wanted to be a nurse. And then my son got bit by a dog and she was trying to help me. She's like, I'm going to pass out. I can't even look at it. And I was like, you said you want to be a nurse. She's like, yeah, that's a bad idea. I should not be a nurse. I was like, well, no crap. <laughs> Do you have a most juicy guilty pleasure? Most juicy guilty pleasure. Um, yeah. I would say Dungeons and Dragons. Is that? Well, Dungeons and Dragons, I was thinking food, but I would say Dungeons and Dragons is something I really enjoy in my audio books. Um, but something that you're not supposed to like that you do. Well, maybe Handmaid's. Well, I'm, go as, along. I'm, as a guy that I'm not supposed to like maybe, that I do? Maybe, maybe. I have 13 cats. <gasps> what? Well, we know cat the answer dad. to one of the this or that. I'm a then. cat dad. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm a cat dad. It's funny, it's, and I've always, I was always a dog guy, but just before COVID, and we, we we've always had like three or four or five cats around. Like I mean, they they were older and they kind of did their own thing. They were never in the way. And then an outside one was pregnant, and then we brought it in the laundry room because it looked kind of skinny. And I I love animals. Like I my. I love animals, so I, there is no such thing as a bad animal to me. So I wanted to feed her and help the cat out, and we did, and then had a litter of seven kittens in my laundry room, and it was COVID originally. I was like, oh, we'll give some to family and friends, and it was COVID. So, and then when it was time that they could go somewhere, I'm not coming off them. No, you love them They're now. All You're mine. attached. They're my brat pack. Not all seven <laughs> of them. They're mine. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and I'm a cat dad extraordinaire, so... I would never have pegged you as a cat man. Yeah, it's funny as I was a dog guy for a long time, but um, I lost my I lost my pit lab a few years ago, and he was my uh, he was my heart and soul. So um, I think I have a pit lab. I think yeah, that's what I have. Yeah, I can't I can't get another dog because I still feel like it's I'm not ready yet. Yeah. You but can't it, replace them. But it takes 13 cats to fill that hole pretty <laughs> yeah, good yeah. right now. And you let them climb Those are the big lap, paws. Huh? Oh, my, are you kidding? I let them eat off my mouth. I got Sylvia. Yeah. My, <laughs> my, Come on, Paul. Sylvia, my, that's on my Instagram. Sylvia, my black and <laughs> white one. I'll hold a little piece of steak up, and she'll take it off my lip. And uh, 
I have a relationship with Kukla, my little doll face. Uh, she's a, she's the littlest one, but she should be a 900-pound cat because she eats more than all of them. She eats faster than all of them. And if the other one, like when you put out little treats, if they don't eat their treat, she'll scoop it. And she's the littlest one. She you have know, tapeworm? I don't know what she's got. She's, I think she's got like a, you know, a... a, a some kind of extra dimensional stomach or something where it goes. It's ridiculous. Oh my gosh. And she's so cute. She's like, Going to the second stomach, Melissa? Yeah. Hey. That'd be great. That's it. Um, do you have your phone on you? I do. I just need to see how many unread emails you have. Oh, that's a game, huh? Uh-huh. Oh, it's funny because that's a pet peeve of mine. Oh, having too many? Having any. Oh, oh, so he's probably on team. That's Melissa. why you're my people. I I do not like I do not like messages. I don't either. I don't like the little red notification button thingy oh, or anything. It's a bad day because this is work day. Uh oh. So it's uh 29 on uh, AOL and two on uh, on uh, Gmail. Look at that. Yeah, that's, that's actually a, a good this, number. That, that makes me feel happy. Impressive. Anything under really under 50. Um, I try to keep it below 100 if I haven't gotten to it in a while. Like today, I think I'm up around that, that, That's bothering me right now. Like when this is over, I'm going to go You're going to go through, do that I'm right away. Because I don't like I don't like you don't message lights. Ones, then. I don't <laughs> like update lights. Yeah, because, I don't like any of that. Because to me, it's, it's I feel like it's challenging me that I'm being lazy that I'm not addressing it. So you're like a little OCD. I guess so. <laughs> or, a, or a lot OCD. I guess, well, there's just certain little things. Like I'm the type of guy, like if I. Keep control. I don't know if it's keep control because I don't really try to control anything. It's just I try to take care of what I – it's control. So, <laughs> <laughs> take care of what you can take care of? Take care of what I can take yeah, care of, yeah. Go. Like, I mean, like I'm not afraid to wash dishes. Are like, you afraid I, to fly? No. No? Not afraid. So you're not um, afraid of loss of control then, I feel like. No, I don't think so. It's just when something needs to be done, I'm not afraid if I see it. Now, I'm also oblivious. Okay, okay. But once I see something – then it gets done. I have to address it. Although Allison Munn would say that I'm not oblivious because she used to laugh at me on set how I would pick so many random things out of the balloon. She's like, wow, your observation is really scary. But that's just how I operate during my day. But like, I, I have one friend of mine who's got 80,000. She's got more. She had more, I should say. I made her clear them out. What, she had 92,000 at one point. What's your system? No Don't system. answer She it? doesn't answer them. Yes. <laughs> no, I do. I she ignores the them. Ones. I know. She's actually like, I'm actually very, PTO, like, but do you understand what that school. does to your, to everything? It's just, it's just, it just, all the things that come in that aren't important. They just, I ignore The them. thing she needs to do is she needs to get a different that's, email that's, for shopping and she needs to unsubscribe from things. And then because she does handle the thing. I, need, she's like, how fast do you, un- how fast do you unsubscribe span? How fast oh, do you? like immediately, immediately for her. right? Yes. No. Me too. Like hardly like, ever. No, no, I didn't ask for this. And they asked the reason, like, um, why did you? Why do you not want to receive this? Because I didn't ask to get your freaking email. I get scared sometimes, though, because I heard that there's some of these, if you go to unsubscribe, you actually subscribe. So now I'm a little terrified. Oh, that's just a rumor they're putting out to keep okay. cutting your junk. Oh, I hope Plus, so. Plus, <laughs> I have that robot spam thing on my phone. Oh, yeah. So that shuts so I have, I have So I have a thing. I think my robot, husband's- Robo killer or something like that? Well, yeah. I think my husband has a uh, secret- girlfriend and her name is scam likely <laughs> scam likely like he's getting phone calls from scam likely and i'm like mm, that's an interesting way to block a a lover oh, oh my goodness God. all right here we're gonna uh, remember our- one if, gonna that's back. way too creative for a man to ever think of yeah that's, right that's true. that's a woman's imagination <laughs> a man would just like call her like sam, <laughs> yes, sam. <laughs> okay this or that are you ready okay wine or beer uh beer uh, housewives or kardashians 
Housewives. Pizza or tacos? Pizza. Why does this feel like Family Feud right now? You're very serious. Sorry. Ready. I'm focusing. I, it's, ready. it's my focusing thing. Like, you're getting all my attention. Now. Sorry, go for it. You see how I do it, right? Just everything. He's in. The noise is quiet. Yes. The voices are quiet now. I'm paying attention. Soft or firm mattress? Soft. Uh, coffee at home or Starbucks? Coffee at home. Sweet or salty? Hmm. Sweet. Country or rock? Hmm. <laughs> We're stumping you. Yeah, because I have such eclectic music days. I go from classic to country to heavy metal to yeah, I feel like that with you with everything. To rap. Yeah, Movies, I, TV, he's very well podcast, all of it. I, I, I like what I like. I don't yeah. I don't ever judge anything. You seem to oh, like everything. Because I'm a dude, I can't listen to that. Or, you know, I, if I like it, I like it. Uh, right. It goes with people or... So country and rock, I'm guessing. Yeah, I like country and rock. I like... It's very on-brand Florida of you. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Get rock! It's president! <laughs> Okay, so we know the answer to this one. Dog or cat? You're a cat man I'm a cat guy, yeah. Art or sport? Art. Oh, shocker. That doesn't really surprise me now, knowing what I know about him. Here's my thing. Like, I I don't want sports. I don't want... I know this is like, I'm going to get my man card pulled. I don't think you could. (laughs) No, I don't think (laughs) that's a possibility. It's laminated. They'd have to use two hands, I guess. Um, (laughs) That was terrible. Sorry. (laughs) I didn't mean it like that. As soon as it came out, that was terrible. I meant like two hands to pull my card out of my yeah, hand. Yeah, yeah, we got it. We got it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Can't believe You're I You're blushing when you're turning red. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, it's um, funny. It's funny. Uh, uh, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. No. I was going to say, oh, about you, you're going to lose your man card because. Oh, I'm going to lose my my, my man card. Because um, he doesn't watch sports. Because I don't. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. See, been hitting the head. See the brain. <laughs> Um, I don't watch sports because I like, I, I'm a doer. I'm not a watcher. Yeah, you know? that's I like to play sports. I like to be an athlete. I don't, I can't watch somebody else do it. I'm not, not to the point of, yeah, if a game's on, sure, I'll watch it. So like the ballet, you know you can't do that, so you'll go watch the ballet. Mesmerized <laughs> really? by it. Mesmerized by uh, water ballet. Things that I can't do. Are you into the Olympics? I am, but I haven't been in the Olympics as much this year. Yeah. I don't know why, but I, like, I'm really into Special Olympics because I'm an ambassador with Special Olympics. Oh, that's great. We have our, our, our USA Games coming up in June in Florida, so, uh, and I love those athletes. They're like chicken soup for the soul, I call it. But mm. uh, I, I like things, I'm interested in things and watching when I see uh, precision on a level that I know that I could never attain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I'm not, oh, I can do anything if I put my mind to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm not going to fly. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can flap my arms till hell freeze. It's not going to fly. <laughs> but there's things like, I've, I've got to do some stuff with some soldiers overseas and, and 7th Battalion Special Forces and some Navy SEAL guys and seeing those guys on the shooting range and, and see them move forward as a team and the way they change magazines step for step with this constant fire and just... Not that I'm a big gun weapon guy, but the thousands of hours that went into that for that kind of precision, mm-hmm. as in ballet, um, theater, dance, you know, yeah. they, there's just a, a skill. Of, like everybody in Hollywood that's really good, somebody can play an instrument, they can sing, they can dance. It's like there's so many. I'm always fascinated by that. Like, you know, like I can't carry a tune in a bucket. Like, that's why I didn't get a second season. Hmm. <laughs> 
That's why. <laughs> That's why. I knew I should have been He's able to no sing. No triple threat. Well, thank <laughs> no, you no. so much for being here. I so thank appreciate you, you coming and spending uh, your time with thank us, you. talking thank all you. things. Thank you for having me. This has been, this been a, lot, a lot of fun, and uh, now the world will know that I'm a big cat dad nerd. So cat there you go. dad geek. That's it. Definitely. I, I'm definitely geek. We can look for D &D. you now on AEW. Yes, yes AEW. I do the commentary on uh, Elevation. And uh, and your Instagram. Instagram is Paul White, W-I-G-H-T. Yes. It's like right without an R. Um, correctly, people. That's it. On Instagram and Twitter. And my, my big friend, Mark Henry, says to me all the time, he says, if you want it done right, you have to go white. Paul White, W-I-G-H-T. Oh. I'm like, it's a good thing you say that, because if I say it that, not come across it's not coming across good. <laughs> so you're going to leave us a secret, because we'll be doing some oh, yes. new secrets. We have to do secrets. We're going to put it in that jar up there, and then at the oh, end of it, you guys a secret? you're going to write a secret in there, and we don't know who wrote what, and at the end of it, we usually have about 12 or 15 and we try at the end of the season. We try to guess. <laughs> it's a little anticlimactic, because we actually don't know who's a who's. <laughs> But it's uh, fun to hear what people divulged to us. Yes. Somebody is. told us that they kissed Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. Wow. We don't know who yet. And we didn't have Kate Winslet on, so we don't know who it is. Wow. So. Well, thank you for being here. Well, that here. was really nice of him it. to share that secret. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably Chris Caraba. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Paul. Really appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys for joining us for What Women Binge. You can connect with all of us on your favorite social media platforms. We have at What Women Binge, Amanda. I'm at Amanda WWB. I'm at Melissa Joan Hart. And if you haven't already, you can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts. You can find all of our links at whatwomenbinge.com and subscribe on YouTube. Our wonderful theme song was written and produced by my cute husband, Mark Wilkerson. What Women Binge is produced by Laughagram Studios, video production by Matt Giesler, and audio by Matt Lott, and production assistant Jennifer Best. What Women Binge is distributed by Podcast Heat. For more information, visit podcastheat.com.